0: Hair Speaks Volumes Podcast. We'll be right back, right out the word from our sponsors. Okay, it's that time again, y'all. This is your man, Montez. Um, IG is Montez. Artist. And this is another interview episode of Hair Speaks Volumes. We have a strong African woman, stylist in our neighborhood of the of the South Loop. Not really located in South Loop, but she is near the South Loop area. And uh, you will be hearing from her in a little bit. And without further ado, I will let her introduce herself.
1: What's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Jatan. Uh, my friends call me G, so I'll refer to myself as G from this point on. Um, my name on Instagram is Embellished Jatan. Uh, that's M B E L L I S H G E T A U N. I also have my salon page, which is Embellished Hair. And I'm the owner of Embellished Hair Studio, which is located in Pilsen on 19th and Racine, 1944 Racine.
0: Okay. Okay. So for all you uh, Pilsen area um, potential clients, you definitely can go in and give G a, a check out at what's that one more time? What's the location? Embellish
1: Hair Studio. It's 1944 South Racine.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna get this started. Um, this is not a a formal um, interview. Uh, we just kind of just go with it. You know, after we just put like a little structure out there and you know, we wanna learn a little about G over here. So uh let's go right into it. Okay. So how did you get your your idea or your concept for your business?
1: So, um, I've been a hairstylist for nineteen years. Okay. I worked uh I got my license in Atlanta, so I moved to Atlanta once I graduated high school. I was born and raised in Chicago Mm -hmm. Went to high school here then moved to Atlanta went to hair school I always knew I was gonna do hair from when I was a little kid like even like in my like high school yearbooks Like Mm -hmm. all my friends are like when you start doing celebrities, you know, don't forget about me (laughs) so I've always known this is what I wanted to do um So with that, I've worked in a lot of different types of salons. I've worked in commission salons. I've worked in booth rental salons. I even worked in Great Clips for like three years. Mm. Um, So I think that helped me brush up on my haircuts, but I always love doing haircuts. I do a lot of short hair. Mm -hmm. Um, So with me working in a lot of different places, like I always said, I never wanted to own a salon until um, I was done doing here behind the chair okay. but the opportunity presented itself for me to get a suite in Lacuna which is the loft building in Pilsen mm-hmm. um, on 21st and Canalport and okay. so I just jumped at it and first I wanted just a little small space just for me to work by myself but they wouldn't put a shampoo bowl like they have to build out your whole space and they wouldn't uh-huh. put a shampoo bowl in a space unless it was like the biggest space that they offered So, I'm like, okay, so now I have all this space, so I'm, you know, I really don't want to work with other people, but, you know, whatever. So, I put three stations in there, and I still, like, did not want, like, other people. So, I worked (laughs) in there by myself for, like, six months straight. Then I was like, okay, you know, six months, I got these two stations, I'm going to try to, you know, bring some people in. So, I brought people in, and it worked out good. Like, I actually enjoyed, like, working around other people, so then... I um I thought about like expanding but I was like, you know, I really wanna outgrow this space. So I started with three stations in there and then ended up having to add two more stations and then we just like had people like waiting in the hallway and mm-hmm. stuff like that and then it was kinda of crazy over there. So, um we moved to the freestanding space I have now in nineteenth racing. Okay, okay.
0: I mean and I really
1: like I guess my vision was to bring more of a team environment like a lot of times you have I've worked in booth room salons where it's like every man for themselves And yeah. then I've worked in commission salons where I've seen people like work together to grow something mm. And I just kind of wanted the best of both worlds So in right. my salon, we are all you know independent contractors, but we still like do stuff as a team work as a team Promote as a team, just to build the brand as well as build each other.
0: Build each other. that's, yeah. that's definitely key. Yeah, uh, just going off of my little experience. I know it's not about me, but adding in because I was very good uh, coming from a, a commission base
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, barbershop and then moving to like a booth rental is definitely a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, from when I see from people that do commission, not saying this for everybody, but a lot of people. That's on commission. they not as hungry as a person that's to, has to pay a booth rental. Mm-hmm. Because you look at commissioners being like, "Oh, okay. Well, I if I don't work, go in get, today,
1: right, I'ma still get a check,
0: right? Right. Or some commission is straight if you don't go into the actual studio or the salon or a barbershop, You don't, have, have, to a barbershop, you don't right. have to pay. So it's like, but then now you taken away from the actual team mm-hmm. and the whole morale. But we'll get back in that in a, a different uh, segment. Uh, that's, that's definitely a key point, so I am gonna uh, gonna mark that one. All right, let's let's keep it moving along. Uh, so, what services or products do you offer or manufacture in, in your business?
1: So, we don't manufacture products right now. Um, I'm an educator from Mazzani. Mazzani, if you guys don't know what it is, it's the um, the professional African American well texture based product line okay. for uh, L'Oreal. So, L'Oreal owns Mazzani. Which they didn't, but that's the whole, like, history on how... Right,
0: right, right. We'll, we'll do that basically,
1: um, I work for Mazzani as an educator, so um, I really stand by the brand, not just because I work for them, but I sought out to work for them because I love their products. So, we do sell Mazzani in my salon. Um, we want to get into selling other things, but we just haven't as of yet. So, right now, we just have products... Um and then we offer everything like my goal was to build a team that was good at everything Mm -hmm. and where like even if it's something which i do pretty much everything but if it's something i can't do i want people to feel comfortable going to anybody in my salon so we have somebody that's super cold on like extensions we have people that's super cold on like blowouts and you know silk presses and natural Mm -hmm. hair um somebody we got a good braider in the salon so we just have a team built of like People who are great at what they do, so you can come there and get pretty much everything: color, cut, extensions, uh, eyelashes. I got the bomb eyelash guy in there, so we we killing right now okay, in okay. all areas.
0: So, how do you get how do you get everyone on the same, not on the same page, but on the same level where they feel that they can take a client. Or take one of your clients and, and feel that they can still give them that same service. Like, how do you... That's, uh, out? I
1: think, I think a lot of times people as salon owners get into owning the salon just, like, for money. Right. Um, for me, it's not for money. For me, it's for building other people. Like, okay. I'm not any good if, if I die, my brand dies with me. If I, if I haven't put anything else out into the world. So, my biggest thing is, like, the people, like, um... A guy who works in my salon, Al, like I met him um, teaching. I was teaching for Mazani at Pivot Point. He was a student. Mm-hmm. And so basically, we met that day and we kind of, you know, just had a brief conversation. But when he needed somewhere to intern, because like the end of their um, 1,500 hours, they have people go and intern at a salon. So he asked, Can he come intern in my salon? Mm-hmm. And that was like four years ago.
0: Uh, and so he's okay. been,
1: after he interned, He actually came and started working there, and like pretty much I try to teach him everything I know from, you know, and he's already amazing. He came in the gate like cold with it, so me adding to that just makes it even better better. to where, you know, um, and I think that's what it's about, building other people, so I can feel confident that my clients can go to them because they know they work with me every day, and I'm going to try to teach them everything I know, and vice versa. Like, we all kind of try to learn off each each other. other.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's definitely key, uh, and I I hope a lot of owners out here um take heed to that. Yeah. Because with my experience, also we we get caught up in in the owning and just trying to hurry up and get revenue in here to pay the next
1: mm-hmm. the next
0: light bill or, or gas bill, whatever the case may be. And teamwork and, and morale in a salon studio or barbershop is definitely key. So yeah, we have to keep working on that, and I hope hope that uh. Fun fact, like right, they actually uh, opened That's a lot right. of Because
1: that, that was the biggest thing. Like I, and I, like I said, for me coming from commissions, salons, mm-hmm. it's like you know, I got into this booth rent environment. It was like, so nobody don't work together. We mm-hmm. don't help each other with nothing. We just all here working and going right. home. Like I would want to like make like do little promotions for the salon. I ended up just. I used to just be getting my own little flyers and stuff made and passing them out and I'd be like everybody We could all get on a flyer and nobody really wanted to it was just like, you know yes. Every man for himself. So I, I love that my team like we come together even like with events for the salon like Because especially on book rent like the salon owner isn't really like just making a killing Especially if you don't have like a lot of people if I, I have seven people in my salon so You know, what I get from booth rent pays the bills and pays me a little bit, but it's not really like I'm getting rich off of that. So I told them, like, man, you know, when we want to do stuff for our clients, I can't pay for it all. We're going to come together and pool our money, and then it could be that much better, and they're all with it. And that's another thing, like, hire people who you know are team-oriented people. If you have people that don't want to work as a team, then that's not, my salon isn't for them. But
0: because here we're
1: going to work together, we're going to make stuff work, and it, it, it makes it so much better, so.
0: One team, one go.
1: Yeah,
0: right. Or just have like some type of little, uh, little pool. Maybe you do like a a, a salon um, allowance. Maybe once a week, everyone put twenty five dollars mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, that. you can just yeah. use that whenever you want to.
1: Yep.
0: I mean, twenty five dollars. Like, come on. Exactly. You're not even gonna miss that. Not like, at all. You're gonna spend that as soon as you go yep. outside. It's
1: spending on Uber Eats every <laughs> <Why>? day.
0: Or <laughs> parking. I mean, right. who knows? It's like, okay. So we're gonna get one more question in before we take a small little uh break um let's see where we are okay how do you advertise your business and have it been working out for you at this point huh,
1: so that's a good questions. um so we in the age of social media and i always tell people like i had a clientele before social media mm-hmm. so like now trying to adjust <laughs> to like this whole social media social world Social media gives me anxiety sometimes. I ain't going to even front. Like, <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, I don't feel like getting on Instagram, posting hair or looking at hair or anything like that. So, yeah. we have a salon page that is still under construction. But I think my artists do a great job of promoting themselves. And then we, like, share each other's stuff. And then most of the time, though, well, I, um, like, I build my business strictly, mostly off referrals.
0: Mm, like, okay. um...
1: Because the Instagram clients sometimes are like the new shop, shop hoppers, mm-hmm. like the little chair hoppers. Like, they don't, yeah. um, it's like people aren't, it right? Out. They're not walking into the salon anymore. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like going on Instagram, finding stylists, but it's not, those people aren't as loyal as like people who are referred by other people. So, I prefer to get clients based on referrals. Like, I try to push that to my people, like, hey, you know, if you like what I do, tell somebody. And if I get people from Instagram, I'm not going to turn them down. But Mm -hmm. I don't be on Instagram trying to solicit business just because, from my experience, those people, they get in your chair, they've been to every other Instagram stylist, complain about them, and then they, they, it's just a whole lot. So, (laughs) yeah, so right now, I do use social media to advertise, but we pretty much do in-house advertising try to promote our people and get our with
0: people to promote us okay okay all right so by going that way and knowing that the way of the world is uh you know social media not just you know instagram we have uh google google business mm-hmm. are you familiar with that mm-hmm. I don't know google you know, so google business and then we have like twitter and facebook and, well I, LinkedIn i'll be honest i still don't even know how to do Twitter or Tom, I don't know
1: how to do. Really?
0: Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like is cool. I'm eighty. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't really go on Twitter like to promote my business, but I can see how people would use Twitter
0: for business. Right. Maybe you know, I guess, put quotes and stuff on there, and then maybe bring you back to your page. I don't know. That's that's one thing I need to work on myself. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how to use that. But uh, since speaking of that, uh, you say you're doing by referrals, um. In comparison to what you see on the outside of people using social media and then you doing it more so quote unquote old school way doing the referrals which a lot of people still do and there's nothing wrong with that at all Mm -hmm. do you feel that's more of a pros or cons in the in the day and age that we are long term within like the next five years honestly i feel
1: like You can never go wrong with that because for one my clients are on social media Mm -hmm. so what happens is even if I'm not on there promoting like if you look at my page I have hair on there but it's Mm -hmm. not a lot of just hairdos I didn't notice Um, that yeah (laughs) because I don't I don't that's not what I'm on I'm just on there for fun or whatever I mean (laughs) if I get clients from it great but yeah My clients are on social media, so like um, I like where you can like highlight stories So a lot of times now when they tag me in something I'll put that in my highlights under my uh, uh, client selfies highlights and then they're tagging me So then their people are seeing me and I'm still getting business from social media But Mm -hmm. it's still referral based versus me just on Instagram posting because a lot of times you look on Hairstylist pages and you see a lot of the same it's a lot of the same hairdos It's like if you look on my page you can see my work, you know I can do hair. So I don't need to post every single hair do I do.
0: That is true. So you, you know, to get redundant. business. People right. can look
1: through my page. You can look a week ago or something and see a picture and be like, "Oh, okay, I can see she she does good hair." So I don't have to sit and promote that all the time. That's just my perspective. Um awesome. okay. I think it works it works for me. Right. Um I try to tell my people the same thing uh to try to like not only solely cuz a lot of times now People are just relying on social media, and it's not really—they aren't seeing benefits from it. Like I—I right. I did a class yesterday, and I'm gonna shout that out in a second too, because we okay. have a, a, a Monday series this month called March Madness Mondays at my salon with okay. me and um, Al, are teaching classes uh, on just all kinds. It's a—it's a surprise topic. So you come, you don't even know what you come into the class for. You find out when you get there. It's been really dope. Yesterday was our first one, but. Um, We were talking a little bit about social media in the class and people were saying like, you know They're on there and they're posting but they're not getting clients from it And it's because now everybody is on there posting So now you have to figure out what's gonna make your stuff stand out from every other hairstylist posting hair all day And I told them people don't care about your hair. They want to know who you are They want to see like what you got going on. I get more engagement from my posts about stuff outside of hair (laughs) than I get from my hair posts. Like my hair posts, they get like 20 likes, 50 likes. My other stuff be getting like hundreds of likes. So it's like, you know, you gotta look and see where the engagement is coming from and post that stuff versus Mm -hmm. just posting hair all day. Cause I know I get clients from hair from Instagram, but not like that. Like not as much as like people just saying, hey, I really like this person. I'm gonna go check her out. Okay. Uh,
0: That's that's one thing I, I played around with also. Um that's why I have about a few different pages. Mm-hmm. If you post like food that you're about to eat or something like that or a place that <laughs> that's interesting then you but you still can use those hashtags of hair mm-hmm. but then you just post something completely different
1: and it'll and you get more your page, yeah, yeah you get
0: more engagement because then they are trying to figure out mm-hmm. like who are you like right. so i I show who I am on social media I'm, yeah. I'm real down to earth. I'm, I could be silly at mm-hmm. times, and then I get to the business when it's time mm-hmm. to get to business too. But then I add all three or six of those elements all together while I'm doing right. one certain thing. So that's that's definitely a good that's a good way to uh to look at it also because it it is a lot of different um motivational speakers and stuff. I'm not gonna say any names that I don't listen to, and they try to say you know directly just market straight for here. Mm-hmm. But then it's like okay but then you missing out on all those other people that that you could have had looking for yeah they not yeah. looking they maybe what you ate or where where you went like oh you know i've been there too like oh okay mm-hmm. well, maybe let me send them a dm mm-hmm. real quick and then see mm-hmm. if they got open so just come in right because they we in the same room. so yeah. that's 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 a great and uh, that probably works
1: answer. for some people the just posting here and it, I mean, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it works for some people because I have friends that do that and it mm-hmm. works for them. But for me, for one, I don't, I don't, I just don't want to. I don't want to be on social media all day yeah. and posting hair. I want to post stuff that means something to me and that's fun for me. Um, here I love it. This is what I do, but it's not who I am.
0: Right. So, yeah. so with that being said, I mean, to to each his own. You know, try everything yeah. and then see. Make sure you're keeping a tally and and seeing what type of engagements that you're getting from the clientele or the people that you're trying to interest. Yeah. So try it the old school way, do a referral, maybe get a referral program, or do it the new school way that's going on now with all the social media. Yeah. And if you're going to do social media, you have to (laughs) to be on it. Yeah, you have to be on it every day. Always new content every day. That's the only way that you're going to stay relevant. Yeah. We have a three-second tension span out here in this world. Maybe lower now because that was about five years ago. <laughs> Who knows? So, All right, we're going to take a small little break. We're going to get back in about a, maybe about like one minute or so. All right, stay tuned. All right, thanks a lot, guys. A small little break. We are back. Uh, with who again? For the new people that just turned on.
1: My name is Jatine, better known as G. Um, owner of Embellish Hair Studio at 1944 South Racine. On Instagram as Embellish Jatine, and my business page is Embellish Hair.
0: Okay, okay. All right, that first half it definitely went smooth. I actually gained a lot of knowledge myself. So this is not just about you know people out there that's listening that's learning. I'm learning as well. So. And it's, it really opened my eyes to a couple of new things that I want to try out. So we'll talk about that off the air a little bit later. Okay. i share with y'all a little bit later. So you have to tune in, you know, at a different podcast for that. That's how we do that over here. All right, so let's go to the next one. Uh, what are your responsibility, responsibilities as a business owner? It's pretty broad. Well, so.
1: As a business. Okay, so. And I don't wanna to go too deep because mm-hmm. this this is a this is a, a subject that's really like in on my heart. Okay.
0: Um
1: in our industry, um, being like black business owners in the salon industry. Okay. Um I would like to be I feel like my responsibility is to the newer generation that's coming up, the people that come in my salon. If I can't touch anybody else, the people in my salon need to be equipped. To change with the times because I feel like in our industry it's a billion dollar industry and we aren't tapping into that enough and it's so many things that we are like missing out on and so many revenue streams that we are missing out on just as black people like we've, we've gotten so accustomed to running our business like a hustle and not right. like a business right. um, we come to work and we work we don't follow up, we don't keep our books when we have to try to go get something we gotta make fake check stubs and, and we make plenty of money right. so it's like you know, we just have been doing things so backwards for so long so I feel like as a business owner my responsibility is to at least try to build and educate the people in my space so mm-hmm. that they don't make the same mistakes I did cause like I've been doing this for a long time I made a lot of mistakes if I could do it over I'd probably be a millionaire right now but yeah. You know, now it's going to be years from now that I'm a millionaire, but it's going to get there. But, yeah, if I can teach people a shortcut, then I feel like that's my responsibility as a business owner. And I think most of us need to feel like that. Like, you think about, um, and not that we're on the same level, but like a pastor or any type of leader. Like, as a business owner, a lot of times salon owners, we don't look at ourselves as leaders. We I don't, And I don't know what that's about. We just look at ourselves as like, I own the shop but no you're a leader you are supposed to be leading the people in the shop even if they are booth renters or whatever like your responsibility you're they're your responsibility so um I think we should just take that to heart a little bit more and um make sure our people when they open their own salons they're doing things the right way versus like the wrong way like one um a girl who works in my salon now she's in the process of opening her own salon and some people would be like oh man you know why you leave and and that's my friend I love her to death but I'm happy she's leaving mm-hmm. and stepping on her own and I know that she's gonna do well just because anything that I know I'm willing to share it with her and any help she needs I'm willing to help her with it and I'm not hating it's it's enough money out here for everybody it's enough right. lines out here for everybody to get money so I just want to pour. Into her, and hope that I have over the years she's been with me mm-hmm. like enough to where she gets out and gets on her own, and she kills it, and I feel like that's our responsibility as business owners and my responsibility
0: that's that's definitely good uh as as a new owner myself, you know uh me currently working on my own, but I did come from a a strong background um mm-hmm. uh, which barbershop I worked at for about six years. And it's Anthony's Barber Salon, located in La. On is Anthony's, I've known him for a long time and he's a great mentor and he actually showed me the business and without him actually taking his hand and physically pushing me mm-hmm. out the door, that's what he did with his knowledge. Mm-hmm. To, for me to get to this point, where I want to start and mm-hmm. try my own, Business, what is was mm-hmm. it scary as hell? Yes, is it still scary? Yeah. Yes, it is. Every day, there's something new to learn, there's something new that you're gonna go go across. Yeah. So, it's, it's constantly a, a learning journey with even being a barber, a stylist, or whatever the case may be. It's all you always want to put yourself in a predicament where you can learn and don't mm-hmm. feel that you are at a, a plateau, boat. yeah, or like, oh, okay, well, I'm good, I think I know everything because I'm a master barber. Just because I I put that title on there, no, no. that's a you whole nother. Mind. Yeah, that's right. a whole that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole nother one. I'm not even gonna get to that yeah. like at all. But going back to like, do you care to share at least like one gym that you would give uh, a worker or apprentice in your own business? Because we kind of talked it. But Never
1: ever stop learning and growing and educating yourself and running your business like a business. I don't care if you are a commission stylist, if you are a booth renter, and if you're in this business, like know that it's money to be made and go about it the right way. Like this is not a hustle. This is like people, this is people's blood, sweat, and tears that they are putting on the line. So take it seriously. Like I want, like I don't want people to look at us like, you know, the same way people look at a doctor or lawyer, like, oh man, they a doctor or a lawyer. And some of us make just as much as doctors and lawyers, but when you say you were a hairstylist or a barber, people, like, look down on you like you said you was a bucket boy and not right. knocking bucket boys or anything, right. but, right. you know. <laughs> but, right. yeah, like, people yeah. don't take our industry serious anymore. Right. So we, like, take what you do serious so that other people can see you and take it seriously also. And that's just, that's the biggest gem I have, like, make sure... You stay learning, stay in classes Don't just take hair classes, take business classes Because yes. that's, a lot of us don't have That part, we don't have mm-hmm. the business part down. get an accountant, get a You know, somebody that's You know, a, a attorney and Whatever, like, do stuff the right way Don't just be out here bootlegging all your life Like, that's the right. biggest thing Yeah, right. Make sure you're doing things To set up so that you can retire one day Because a lot of, like, you don't hear a lot of uh, hairstylists retirement parties
0: or no, Barbara retired. Don't. I've
1: never been to one.
0: Me neither. Never. I've never heard of one.
1: I've never heard of one. So, that's, that's so I know one person that, that I know that has retired, and <laughs> she still hasn't fully retired. She just retired from behind the chair. But, yeah, you don't hear a lot of um, hairstylists or barbers, like, retiring and, you know, mm. then moving to Florida and being old. And we don't do that. We just die behind the chair. So, right.
0: yeah. Mm. <laughs> so okay. That's, that's, we, about. That's, we we definitely wanna we want to bring that back. So we're gonna to <laughs> bring that one back um in the later later podcast uh, that was that was a definitely key gem and I think we could talk about a little bit more and get people uh, feedback yeah. you know what they have on that or maybe it could be someone out there that can help us get that you yeah. know retirement because we do deserve it also
1: yeah because we we um uh, we spend a lot of time we we this is our bodies like we physically work our bodies every single day. And we yes. should not be, like, not being able to retire. Like, that's crazy. That is. Um, yes. So, um, this lady I know, she does a class. Her name is Ramona Johnson. Um, her name on Instagram is uh, Mona Mieselan. And she does a class called uh, Mind Your Business.
0: Okay. And
1: it was a dope idea. She brings, like, all business people in on one forum. Mm-hmm. And they teach you, like, about, like, um... Real, Not real estate, but insurance and accounting and uh taxes and credit repair and all kind of stuff. So it's like all in one house. And I don't know when she's having the next one, but I do know. Like I went to one and it was very informative and it made me look at the way I do business in a totally different way. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I've been in business for a lot of years. But at, at one point, I was just going to work, making money, putting in my bank account buying what I want to buy, doing what I want to do. And then, you know, I look up and I'm living week to week. Like, okay, I need to make this week, this, this week to pay my bills. And it's like, that's not, that's not a way to live.
0: So, mm. so what, what was her name again? Her that's- name
1: is um, Ramona Johnson. Her Instagram is Mona Me Salon, M-O-N-A-M-I-S-A-L-O-N. And like I said, I don't know when her next class is, but I do know when she does post it again. Let me see. Yeah, well, she just had one in February, so I don't know when she's having it again, but it's something very important. Important that we need in our community because we don't know a lot of
0: that stuff. And I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out And yeah, I'll right.
1: uh, When she has it, I'll, I'll, send, I'll share it
0: with you. Yeah, that's, that's that's definitely important, especially with the insurance and having an accountant and doing yeah. the
1: yeah, credit repair, yeah. having
0: your own actual Because uh, it's people out here own, who
1: own the building that their salon is in. We, make a, we bring a lot of money to other people and don't even think about mm-hmm. like one day, Maybe I should buy a building, right. and then my
0: salon can
1: pay the mortgage. Like, yeah, right. we don't think about that. We only mm-hmm. we think for the day, so that would be my one gem. If that probably was like three gems
0: or whatever. That, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure nobody gonna complain about that. Right. I know I'm not. So yes, okay. All right. Speaking of all the good things that you know we we've done for like uh, internal uh, workers, you know, your stylists mm-hmm. and whatever the case you may have for your your business. Have you ever turned down a client? And if so, what was the reason? <laughs> I know that was a tough, that was a little you uppercut know what, real I'm, quick. I'm super we, we can nice. hear that.
1: I'm a super sweet person. So <laughs> honestly, have I ever turned like have, just had somebody come and be like, No, I'm not doing your hair, period?
0: I mean, it could be it's, it's pretty broad, so it could be for any. Um, so I have it could turned down
1: people from getting services I didn't think that they needed. I'm not the stylist that's gonna do whatever you want me to do okay. because and take your money. I'm not that that girl. Okay. So like, if somebody comes to me and they want something that I know is gonna make their hair fall out or mm. is not gonna be flattering to them, I'm I'm gonna try to suggest in a nice way that they do something else, whether they listen or not. Like. Funny story and i don't know when you post this um my client slash friend she probably gonna hear it but <laughs> i love I, I, you i'll you. give you update up um yeah so she was asking me to uh like make her hair like platinum blonde but she has a relaxer and i'm like no i'm not doing that because you know it's not healthy for your hair yeah, like yeah. You're, mm-hmm. you're gonna have issues your hair gonna fall out it's gonna be breaking it's not gonna be good so, I see her out not too long ago, and her hair is platinum blonde. I know I hadn't seen her in a minute in the salon. I'm like, so who colored your hair? She like, somebody else, because you wouldn't do it. But I just was like, okay. Now, right. when, you know, if when it starts breaking off, don't yeah. come crying to me, mm. telling me, oh, here comes Why Right now, else? you got to
0: get the treatment. Yeah, now I got to put put it back it.
1: together. So, it's just like, you know... If you want to go to somebody else and let them do something that I won't do, I have no problem with that. I'm going to still love you. When you mess it up, I'm going to still take you with open arms. Like, all right, let's see what we can do to fix it. You might have to get a good haircut, but whatever. But, um, so, yeah, I have turned down plenty of people from that. Like, I won't do something if I feel like it's going to jeopardize the integrity of somebody's hair. Like, I just won't okay. do it. All money and good money. And my you walking out of my salon, out of my chair, is my brand, and I'm not yeah. going to have people... Walking around, looking crazy, saying Jatan did that. So,
0: right. now since you, you know, like of better words, you know, maybe smack them on their hand a little bit mm-hmm. to tell them maybe they they didn't need that service, especially a chemical mm-hmm. service. Would you charge them uh, like a retreatment or a restoration?
1: Oh, yeah. They're going to pay the, for the treatment that it's going to take. You, now that's taking yeah, you to a different level. Everything it's going to take to get your hair back to, you know, yeah, you're going to pay for that. So it's going to cost you more in the end versus just listening. And it may work. I mean, we, we've we been to school, so we know what relaxer mm-hmm. and color together, like bleach, right. blonde, like platinum blonde, dusty to your hair. <sighs>
0: Yeah, it yeah, points.
1: sometimes it can just melt it clean off. So right. I mean, that's something I wouldn't even be able to sleep at night knowing that I did to somebody. But some people don't care about that; they just and if you say, "Hey, I'm gonna grab my relaxer or whatever," then I'll do it. But that's why I t- try to tell people you can't have both; you got to make a choice. Right. I mean, some color I do color and relax. I'm not saying that you can't do it at all, but when you're trying to go that light, it's mm-hmm. a chance; it's a great chance that it's not gonna, it's gonna be go good for here. the worst. Yeah. Right.
0: So, you know, with that being said, you know, a lot of us, you know, especially at winter school, you know, we have those gyms, and and if we recommend a certain thing for you, although you may not want it at that point in time, you may want to listen to it, especially yeah. if it's a person that you've been going with for, mm-hmm. like, over two years. I ain't gonna like, you wrong. Yeah, ain't gonna say- if you've been coming to me for over two years, then I'm pretty sure you should... You know, listen into what I'm saying and take it a heave that mm-hmm. I'm not telling you, okay. Well, I'm right. not. Right. I to want just your somewhere. money. I Damn.
1: I don't want to just turn you down, but exactly. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna I'm gonna do what's best.
0: Right. Um,
1: and that's another thing brings back to when you said, um, am I gonna charge for the uh for the restoration? Right. That's another gem I would give to people starting out. Charge your work. Like yes. charge your work. Don't. Look at this industry and how competitive it is now and people who don't go to school or don't, you know, stay educated and let their prices guide your prices. Like, and I explain that to people all the time. Like, even when people come in my salon, they're charging, like, low, low prices. And I'm like, no, you need to charge more than that. It's because it's people that will pay it. And the people that don't pay it are not the people who you want in your chair, period. That's it. Like, know your worth, charge your worth. I feel like in this business... All of us could be making more money if everybody just said, "I'm gonna stop cheating myself. I'm not gonna do that for this price because it's not even worth my time." I think a lot of us, you know, want to just make the money and aren't even looking at like how long you're working on something to charge mm-hmm. this little bit of myself. So, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's another thing. definitely know your worth. Charge what you feel you're worth. And people who don't want to pay it, then there are people who will pay it.
0: So exactly, most definitely. Especially in the barber industry, because we we get treated the bottom of yeah, the table pole like, all the I
1: was saying that in the class. Like, think about like haircuts, what they were twenty years ago. Right. Or like you say, you've been cutting hair for fifteen years. So fifteen years ago, right? Barbers shouldn't be charging the same thing fifteen that they were charging fifteen years you can, ago. You're
0: not gonna make it, right?
1: We, everything else is going up. We have butter to go up going also. up. McDonald's <laughs> right. furniture, cars, like everything is going up. And we just, we the only industry to still, like, charging. Like, I wish I would. I'm not, nobody, I'm not doing anything for, like, $40. or And not for a barber, but for a hairstylist. It's a hairstylist. out here still, like, you know, charging, oh, like, no. $35, 40 for a shampoo and style. It's like.
0: No way. Then
1: people want to come to you, like, oh, well, so-and-so only charges me $40. And I'm like, you should be over there then. Right. Because they know, hooking that, you up. Th- Cause th- I can't, thank you for coming. I visit. have kids. I can't <laughs> charge you $40. Right. I'm sorry, so
0: that's that to work yeah oh man we we definitely got to bring this one back <laughs> paper like during the week so you know we already uh bookmarked those uh those two two segments i, I definitely want to break in a little bit more with that yeah. because i'm sure it's a lot of people out here that that may be scared to you know boost they they price up mm-hmm. because now they feel like okay well my rent is due next week, so if I boost this up then people are not gonna come in. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to take a sacrifice. So yeah. save money. Yeah. For those days where you know you gonna have it slow so you can rebuild yourself. It's it's all rebranding. You can't just rebrand your your logo.
1: Overnight. Right.
0: Not, <laughs> not your whole entire business. Right. Okay, nice. You got a cute logo. But now you still doing the same thing.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> we gotta move no it
0: thing. all the way around. But don't worry about. We are gonna bring that back. Cause that's 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 a good one right there. Cause uh, that kind of hit me a little bit. Cause I'm <laughs> in the, I'm in the same little little bowl right now. But uh, it's it's definitely going for a change. Yeah, I can assure you that. It's people out that.
1: here that will pay. It's people. It's uh the stylists that I follow on Instagram, and I've been following his work forever. But they just opened a new salon in L. A. And um, they charge, like, $1,800 for a haircut. And it's people paying it. Like, that's excessive. I don't know people who pay But they know people who will pay And they it. doing it. And they have five stations in their salon. And it's, like, beautiful. And they only have five stations. And they're going to make a lot of money. And, yeah. And they're charging 1800 So, I mean, it's people who will pay anything. So, us trying to get, you know, an extra $50 from somebody shouldn't be, like, Pulling teeth. It should be like you know. If everybody, what if everybody just in the industry, industry wide, we just said
0: we all going up. Yeah, just, just a make movement. this.
1: Just everybody go up. like and then
0: okay, where you gonna go? Right,
1: where you gonna you have come? no? You
0: have no choice.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you need to start that movement. Maybe you need I, to start <laughs> set up a class. Like hey. Charge for That's what you the goal.
1: Ready. That's like, the goal to, to get more I, people I, I on I really think you should. And I, I
0: will be in the front <laughs> seat." I'm gonna let you know that right now. I am there with a notebook, <laughs> with my camera, everything. <laughs> oh yeah, this this is really. I mean, we we down to like the last uh, last question. I'm I'm kind of wishing <laughs> we had like 18 more. Um, <clears throat> okay, if you have one, this kind of goes in the beginning a little bit. Kind of brushed on it a little bit. But if you had one piece of advice to someone that just starting out, what would it be? Like your main gem that you'll get to that person that you didn't watch from a child, and and now they're going into the field that you are that you already established as being established a uh, stylist and a business owner. What would that one gem or one piece of advice would you give that person, and why? Okay.
1: So, and this is a piece of advice that um, my mentor, when I first, first of all, one piece of advice, find a mentor, get a mentor. Don't just get out here on your own thinking you know everything, fresh out of school. Get you somebody you trust, somebody you look up to, work with them. Um, But one piece of advice my mentor gave me that stuck with me um, for all these years is learn how to do everything, Mm -hmm. and then once you have mastered everything, then you can pick and choose what you want to do. Mm. But don't ever, like, get to a point where I'm turning down stuff and saying I only do one thing. Because right. and, and, in this industry, people are so fickle. and I don't ever want someone coming to me and then they want to get extensions and now they got to go somewhere else. Right, or right. they want to get, you know. But be good at everything, but try to master everything. Because we're artists. This is... This hair is an art. It's not something that, like, I personally don't want to do the same thing all day.
0: Right. Um, so we will
1: get born. Yeah, learn. Learn as much as you can. Soak up as much as you can. Um, even if you're not using it, but you, you you, never know when you might need to, especially if you aspire to work for a company or work on set or, you know, do celebrity hair or do makeup or hair for TV or whatever. You're going to have to know everything. You can't just come in there like, I know how to do a sewing in. And I'm like well we need somebody who can do you know a natural style or a short style or a haircut so just be versatile and it'll open more doors.
0: That's that's really great right there because uh, a lot of us we do come straight from school and you know having this cocky mentality like we know everything mm-hmm. and, and we don't you know it's, it's not just about serving you know a style in the hair in terms of barber or stylist it's about communication it's about learning how to work your mm-hmm. your business learning to create your own business you know so if you go in at a certain price point you're gonna have a lot of people that's gonna gonna turn their back on you you're gonna have a lot of people that's gonna be right there mm-hmm. those are the people that you need to be on your team although they're not working with you it's all about teamwork. Yeah. So your client have to be your your teammate also and you have to be your client's teammate. You have to work with each other. And,
1: and then and then a lot of us um as stylists and I don't even like the term stylist that much. Al was saying in the class yesterday, he don't like the term stylist cuz we do so much more. Okay. Than just not like to be um, I don't what'll know. be a new, be a new word for. I don't know another
0: word for. You it. see how I will stumble every time yeah. I say it too cuz yeah. I'm like
1: because we do so it could much be more, more it could, yeah right. like even like cosmetologists, even if that that's a long like name, but even that speaks to more of what we do than just styling right. but um i wasn't I wasn't gonna talk about that I was gonna say like us we don't take like think about if you're a booth renter or even a suite owner um we don't kind of run our business how we should as far as like if you think about a McDonald's or anything like we need to take ourselves seriously like we can't be coming in whenever we feel like it when you Mm -hmm. go to mcdonald's if it's a open at 3 Mm a.m to 2 a.m or whatever at 3 a.m when you get there they're gonna be there like we have we have a bunch of small little businesses even if you a booth runner at somebody else's salon this is your business you have a small little personal business and we need to brush up on that stuff more than just you know learning how to do hair but mm-hmm. the business side, like, we really need to be more about our business, and then people will take us more seriously. That's, that's, that's
0: definitely, yeah. definitely facts. Now like you
1: think, look at any big corporation. You should be looking and see what they do right. and run your business like that, even, it's if, that even if it's behind your chair. Like, it's still a business. Mm. So,
0: yeah. Don't think of it if it's just a job. You're coming in, a clock in. Yeah. Know. Right, you a business I'm get, owner. I'm gonna get 15 people. Okay, right. that's cool. I made my goal. Yeah. What I'm gonna do when I get home? Right. Spend like seven, seven people already. <laughs> now I gotta struggle again the next day. Yep. Right. Okay. That's that's definitely good right there. Like, I'm I'm just glad that you know you actually took time out, you're busy and scheduled day to to come here me. to, I, to I, do this. This I, is yeah. like this made me feel like great. I'm you know, happy
1: you have me. I'm this, glad. I'm glad to be
0: here. And I feel this going somewhere else. I don't know what door this is gonna open, but just from our our viewpoint and where we going with this, I know this is gonna open something. I just can't wait till that door open for me everybody. Me. Anybody that been on here and, and people that want to be on here, that's what it's all about. I'm trying to get doors open for everyone. I'm I'm that type of person. All so this you. this podcast is about. Hair speaks volumes. We had the lovely
1: time from embellish hair studio again that's 1944 south racine you can find me on instagram at embellish Jatine. um make sure you look up our march madness mondays uh hair classes that we're doing um you can find all the information about that if you look up hashtag embellish march madness. um and hope to talk to you guys again soon
0: Yes, and uh, following up, we definitely will tag all her, um, all of the hashtags, all the information. I will tag that on IG, so you can find it on there as well. Uh, again, this is Montez from MontezBarbaraArtist. It's the IG. at hair speaks volumes. Again, another great interview. A lot of gems were spilled. Uh, this. It's about to get me in my notebook and get me to my next level also. So mm-hmm. I definitely learned a lot. Um, it's, it's all about learning and growing and not getting comfortable and keep it going and keep you going to that next level. Don't be scared. Just try it. Thank you. Here Speaks Volumes, Here speaks volumes. Podcast.